He looks determined without being ruthless. Something heroic in his manner. There's a courage about him. Doesn't look like a killer. Comes across so calm. Acts like he has a dream. Full of passion. You don't trust me, huh? Well, you know why. I do. We're not supposed to trust anyone in our profession anyway. Peace, 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 and welcome to The Rematch, which is part of the BasketballNews.com podcast network. On The Rematch, you'll hear in-depth interviews with notable names from all walks of life. Because sometimes the media just doesn't get it right. The Rematch is that second opportunity to clarify, put things in proper context, correct fake news or misreported controversy, The media still exists as the most powerful entity on earth because they control the minds of the masses. I'm Atan Thomas, and the full truth is what we are aiming to catch. Many media stories omit details that would dilute their clickbait roar, and that's why there's a need for the rematch. On this episode of The Rematch, I sat down with former NBA players from Kobe Bryant's high school class of 1996, Tim Thomas, Mike Bibby, and Mateen Cleaves, as they all reminisced on their first encounters with Kobe and what the Mamba mentality was all about. They also discussed what it means to them for Kobe to be inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame. This is a very good episode. Hope you enjoy. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, a.k.a. The Black Mamba. Mateen Cleves, how you doing, sir? Oh, man, you know it's always good. I'm happy, man. And then it's always good to see you. Oh, you know, man. You know, we go way back. So way it's back. Good way back. You. You, know, yes. you know, the feeling is mutual. Feeling's definitely <laughs> mutual. You know, so we're talking about uh, Kobe going into mm-hmm. the Hall of Fame. And I'm getting a few guys and, and hearing... What is your 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 main memory of Kobe? What what's uh, the first thing you think of when you think about Kobe? Oh man, uh just built different, man. He was you, you talk about uh razor focus. You know, when mm. I first met Kobe, it was the McDonald's All-American game. You know, mm. and you know, we were already getting recruited and ranked, and you hear about people, but you just didn't know. You know, right. I didn't I I heard all the hype, but when I saw this dude, he was locked in, man. You know, and it was like we were at the McDonald's All-American game. You get there for for the people that don't know, you get there a week early, you practice, and uh, then you play the game that weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, Kobe made sure he let everybody know that he was the best player in the country every day, <laughs> every <laughs> practice, every drill, you know, everything we did. You know, Kobe was he, – he just was a step um, ahead of everybody else, but his focus was so different. You know, he was – he felt like he was a pro in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, we all were good players, and, you know, we were kind of – you know, we worked hard, but not like that. You know, that dude, he, he was razor-focused, man. I had never seen nobody uh, that focused and that serious about basketball at that age. It was, totally, yeah, definitely. It was crazy. It was crazy, man. I, I appreciate it. I mean, we jump right into everything, you know, talking about – so because we're all class of 96 uh, right. for high school. And, you know, you went on to 
uh, Villanova. You know, I went on to Syracuse. You know, Kobe went to the league. You know what I mean? Jermaine O'Neal went to the league. But we had a lot of people in our high school class. But what was your first experience meeting Kobe? Like, when did you first meet him? Did you meet him, like, on a circuit in high school? Um, I probably would say uh, probably the, the summer of our freshman year. We we probably was at a tournament where we, like, kind of crossed paths. Mm-hmm. Um, in those times, it was the Wild Wild West world. So um, right. we probably, you know, crossed crossed. And um, obviously, we knew of each other. Um, at that particular time, he was chasing me because I was the number one player in the class, obviously. Right. Um, and then uh, in 93, 94, he came mm-hmm. to play with me on on, yep. a, on my eighth program. So that's when we, you know, kind of really, um, you know, kind of clicked. Me, him, Vince Carter, a couple of local guys, um, you know, that went to school with me. Kevin Freeman as uh-huh. well. Um, so... You know, Edmund Saunders, you know, uh-huh. that was our team back then. Um, Donald went to Virginia. Uh-huh. So, you know, it was it was around, I would say, we initially met our freshman year and then, you know, really getting close, um, our sophomore and junior year. Now, playing, playing against him even at a young age, like on the AAU circuit and everything like that, what do you remember most about him? You know, I talked to some guys. They remember his work ethic, his intensity, and stuff like that. What do you remember the most about him? I remember those, too. But, we, I mean, we really didn't get to see him. Um, there wasn't really social media back then when we right. were growing up. Right, So, you know, the only time you got to see him was really when you were at the places. And the only place I got to see him in person was at the McDonald's game. Mm. And, I mean, just like you said, the intensity, his worth ethic was even second to none at that age. And you could tell that he was loaded with confidence and going out there and knew that he was the best player on the court every time he stepped out there. Because it's interesting talking to, you know, young players now and trying to explain to them the level of focus, the level of hard work that it takes to get to be a Kobe. You know what I mean? Sometimes people see it and they're like, they just think it's just supposed to happen because you you can play on it, but it's not like that. You know, there's a reason why Kobe was Kobe, you know, and talk about that a little bit more. Just what you saw um, in, in his in his workout schedule and in his regiment and the way that he conducted himself. Yeah, man. And I would say consistency. Mm-hmm. It was every day. It was every drill. Like Kobe, he would get there early and he would stay late. You know, we all were kind of, you know, just happy. You were kids, we, you know, coming there. We socializing with each other. You know, hey, you know, fun and games. But for him, it wasn't. He was out to prove uh, to all of us that he was the best player in the country. Um, every, like I said, every drill, everything. You know, and and that's one thing that I we were all kind of like, man. Well, man, he thinks he's Michael Jordan. You know, that dude thinks he's Michael Jordan, but. He was, you know, <laughs> he, he was Jordan. And to, uh, he's our modern-day Michael Jordan, hands down. And, um, you know, I, I had never seen a work ethic like that. And I worked hard. You know what I mean? Right. I was one of the top point guards in the country, top players, right. top 10 coming out of high school. Right. He was different, man. And it started with his mentality. And I and I probably we probably got to credit his dad because mm. he was raised by a pro. So mm-hmm. that's probably where that raise and focus came in at. But – he, he was so locked in and everything that we did. And he wanted to prove that he was the best 
not only like during practice or in the games, but in every drill, everything that we did, he wanted to prove to people that he was the best. And now, and, what do you remember about his his work ethic? And that's the part that always kind of struck me because he was young mm-hmm. and he had this this unnatural work ethic. That's the only word I could use for it because I thought because for for us being in high school, you know, we worked hard. You know what I mean? We hooped and stuff like that. But he had like a different pro type regiment that I that I remember him having at a young young age. Do you, do you remember any of that sticking out to you when you when you saw? Him? Yeah, I mean, um, just his style of play and his confidence level at that particular time. Like when he came to us, obviously, you know, we knew he was a talented player. And at that time, it was you know myself and Vince Carter mm-hmm. leading the way. And when he first came to us, he was shooting, you know, uh, he was in Steph Curry range. So right. And right. that was back then, right? So, you know, first shot was the air ball, and then he came right back and pulled up again the same spot. You know, maybe two or three times and just nailed it. You know what I mean? Right. So you could kind of tell early on that, you know, he had that swag, that confidence about himself um, and also within his game. Mm-hmm. But what really set it off for me was, um, uh, I would say, uh, probably the McDonald's All-American game. That okay. week, just being around all the guys and and everything. And the way he was approaching everything was totally different. What do you, you mean? Because, you know, in an All-Star game, right, it's like you're going to go hard, but you're not going to go as hard. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting ready for their future, right? Guys are getting right. ready to decide if they're going to go to the league or – you know, if with college or whatever. So the practice is going to be a practice where you kind of want to get the stats and, you know, kind of go through it and get in, get out. Mm-hmm. But Kobe was at a, he was on a thousand. Like we was going through the drills and he was just, you know, everybody else was walking through it and he's going full throttle, dunking them all. Boom, boom, boom. So we all kind of knew at that particular moment, like this guy is just, un, you know, unreal with, you know, the way he's approaching Everything, you know. Right. You know, I'll tell you what, when when, when the game started, uh-huh. everyone knew not to come out the gate and just treat it like another all-star game. We knew, like, you know, even though I was on the same team with him, you know, mm-hmm. everybody knew. And, and, you know, within the game, like, if you don't bring it, you know, at least one guy is going to bring it. So everybody might as well bring it, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. You know, um, I remember Tim Thomas talking about how, you know, in the McDonald's game, everybody's kind of going through the motions. Everybody's kind of just, you know, and he's just going 100 miles an hour. Everything, <laughs> hard drills, ducking on hard, everything like that, right? Is that kind of how it was? I mean, you would have thought he was a pro back then. I mean, we played – I seen him play um, – we went to the um, Beach Ball Classic and that was in uh, Myrtle Beach. Okay. And that's the only time, like, you know, and I seen him with this high school. You know, a lot of, a lot of the guys that you see – that you saw back then played at regular high schools. Okay. You know, I played at regular high school. Kobe played at regular high school. Um, Steve Jackson was at regular high school before, the, before he went to Oak Hill. I mean, all these guys were – it wasn't prep schools, everything prep schools like it is today. Right. And so, I mean, just to see um, the team that he was on, the way he carried his team, it was just like – it was like something Michael Jordan would do. And you could see he had it in him at even that age. So what do you mean? Like the confidence? What it was just the, you know, putting I mean, just, him on his back? Yeah, he went out there. I, I remember him wearing a cast. And I remember I just, I remember him 
doing everything like Michael Jordan did. You know what I mean? He walked like him, chewed his gum like him, um, talked like him. So, I mean, everything that he did was in retrospect to Michael Jordan. I mean, it's like looking at the young Michael Jordan, but at Michael Jordan on the Bulls compared to, you know, a high school Michael Jordan. So that's what we kind of looked at. So sometimes when you're, when you're at practice and there's a lot of different drills, a lot of different stations, a lot of different stuff you're going on, you know, you kind of have a down period every now and then, you know what I mean? A period where you go get a drink, you're, you're kind of looking, you know, a down period. It's like when he was not on the court, he was focused to see what he was going to do next. And it was never like a down period. Everything was just like, you know, like intensity. That's what I remember. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, uh, I mean, you're talking about uh, – and I think this is what um, he don't get enough credit for is uh, his his feel for the game, his knowledge of the game, you know, you know, him being a student of the game. You know, he could watch somebody play um, – one day and mimic everything that they did the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, if he saw something that you did well, he he would say, "Well, show me that again." And then he added to it. And next the next day, he come back. He perfected it better than what you could do it. Right, know? right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he was like he he was he was so good, man. And um and it was there was no surprise because his approach and like you said, these kids they all want to be good, but I don't you know there's very few that's willing to put in the work to be that great. To be that phenomenal, and I and I love you hear the story. I saw it in high school, mm-hmm. but you hear the stories of NBA guys saying this dude thought he was better than Jordan. Mm-hmm. He felt he was better than Mike, and he approached it like that. It wasn't just talk; it was the consistency of you know everything that he did. He worked at it, man. So it, there's no surprise, man, to see uh, where he ended up. It was no surprise. I saw it. I saw it when he was 17, 18 years old. So. I think he was just real intense. And I was like, man, this dude is laser focused. You know, just seeing him just sitting there like rocking, looking like he just looked like he was about to go like like he was trying to zoom through somebody's heart. You know what I mean? Like that. That's the, the look that he gave. Do you remember seeing that as well? <laughs> yeah. Early on, early sure. on, I mean, he was just chasing, obviously, what what he wanted to become, which was, you know, a, a great, you know, Hall of Fame player. Mm-hmm. Um, but early on, you could definitely see it. I mean, I remember playing, you know, certain players, um, whether they was in our class or right behind us, and they had a name, you know, going through that circuit. And, you know, he was just ready to go. You know, right. it didn't matter. Just ready to go. But, I mean, he was he was just a guy that was just super focused on his craft, and he always, always wanted to get better. Mm. You know? And, you know, it would be times where, you know, obviously, you know, AU is just up and down. Right. There are times where you know he might not you know, touch the ball or, mm-hmm. or get a shot off. Mm-hmm. But to see how determined he was to you know, correct that, he'll mm-hmm. go get the rebound and you know bring it up himself, and then you know clear aside and just do what he do. Mm-hmm. He would do it like three, four, five possessions, and you knew like okay, Kobe didn't touch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> just had to let him go, but. I mean, he was just a a, a focused, focused individual. Definitely. So you could see his moves. So when he was doing his moves, you like you saw that he had been studying MJ. Yes, everything from the walk to, like I said, to the walk, <laughs> to chewing gum, to the way he talked, everything. I mean, it was it was just it's like seeing a young MJ out there. 
Like so, tell me, like particular, like what do you mean, like the fadeaway, like the way everything, the way, I mean, like said, the, way the way he walked, the way he talked. I mean, uh, just the way he carried himself. It was the same way you look at MJ, and it's the same way. What What are some of the main things that people, the young people, can take away? Because you know, now we're now we're older. You know, you you're coaching. I coach the little cats at AAU, but you know, you tell them Kobe stories. You tell them things that you you know you know. To, to, to remember about how they should work out, how they should take care of their body, how they should – what are some of the stories that you would tell some of your players? I mean, he's – like, he's the hardest worker that I've probably ever seen. You know what I mean? Just to be on top of the game like he was and still work like he did, I mean, it, it's something that you don't see even back then, even nowadays. You know, you get a lot of guys that are at the top of the game and kind of start coasting and take it easy. Um, I did it. You know I mean? I feel like shit, I could take the day off. You know, I did that, but he never did that. He was in the gym. People going out, he's in the gym. So, I mean, it just – it showed him the way he played. And, I mean, I played against him for years in the NBA. And, I mean, it was just like – like I said, the second coming of Michael Jordan. You're going to get – you're going to get a guy that's, you know, probably going to average get 30 points out there uh, a game. And, I mean, he's just he was tough to stop. And you, I mean, you just his demeanor and everything, you know, his will to win, everything, well, it, it was tough to match. So, I think one of the things that I also saw was his confidence was never shattered, no matter what happened on the court. So what I, one of the things I remember, I remember um, they were playing against Utah, I believe it was, and he was young. I think the, I think he was a rookie. This was rookie in the year in the NBA, and he shot like three air balls. Do you remember that? He shot like yeah. three air balls, and. Yeah. He approached the same way, like I'm gonna make the next one. Like you know, sometimes <laughs> if, if, if you if you airball, you know what I'm saying, you go like, all right, maybe I'll pass this up now. Maybe I'll drive a little something. He go to the same spot, shoot the same fadeaway, and he know he missed it. All right, I'm gonna make the next one. That's a yeah. different level of confidence. Oh yeah, it, it, it was man. You talking about self confidence at an all time high? You know, and I, that's another thing that made him great. He he worked at it, but he believed in himself. It's funny. I heard a story his rookie year. I won't put the player name out there because I don't want them to be mad at me. But it was one of his teammates, and they told Kobe he was young. I guess he was kind of. They were trying to teach him something, and he uh, dude said, "Well, you're con- you're conceited." Uh, Kobe said, "I'm convinced, as if I, I'm convinced I'm better than y'all at 19, 18 years old. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. I'm not conceited. I'm convinced. I've, I'm practiced with y'all three or four months now. I'm better than most of y'all." You know, <laughs> so that's that, at 19? At 19, 18, 19. That's how he felt, man. When wow. you talk, we, we, while we're hitting on self confidence, he, he believed in himself, man. And uh, that, that when I heard that story, man, it just it made me laugh. And then I, another story I was playing with, playing against Kobe, uh-huh. and uh, I was playing with another superstar player okay. that made a comment about Kobe being selfish. So we're playing the Lakers in preseason, and you know. The top players, they just it's just to get a little sweat, right, you know, right, get up right. and down, <laughs> find your rhythm or whatever. Right, right. Kobe told this guy before the guy, I'm coming at you. And it's preseason. So I'm sitting there. The first 10 play, <laughs> Kobe went at this guy. They had to feel they had Phil Jackson had to take Kobe out because he was going playoff speed. In preseason, just because a guy made a comment before him before they got wow. like the dude was <laughs> he, he was different. And I know 
Um, I was so honored, man, to be able to come out in 96, you know, the same year he came out and right. you know, play against him in the NBA. And like I say, for us, for me personally, he was definitely our Michael Jordan. For right. sure. Right. It takes a certain level of confidence to be able to do that, especially at a young age. Talk about that aspect a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he was like you said, he was doing that at a young age. And I mean, obviously we all you know witnessed the individual he turned out to be, mm -hmm. you know, on court. But I mean yeah, he guy confidence was out of this world. It was just out of this world. I mean, he felt like there was nothing on the court that he couldn't do. Um, and he wanted to accomplish it all, you know. So obviously, we knew that coming in um, because he was he was chasing a lot of us, you know, in that class. Um, he wanted to prove to everybody that he belonged. And right. you know, year by year, you know, month by month, month by month. He was coming. He was coming. And, uh, you know, we all witnessed, you know, the greatness. Now, one of the things I remember, um, so you remember Winford Walton, right? Yes. And Winford Walton, Winford Walton, he was one of the top guys. He was up there with y'all. And so he was on the opposite team. And they were kind of going back and forth with the scoring for a little while. Uh, you know, Winford, people don't remember Winford, but he was he was up there with y'all. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you – uh, you know what I mean, Kobe, it was like Winfred. Then it was like, you know what I mean, he was in that top four, top five. Um, do you remember him and Kobe going back and forth with the scoring and they were going like tit for tat and everything like that in that game? Yeah, I exactly Because Kobe told everybody to make sure he get the ball because he was actually guard at that particular right. moment. And right. uh, Winfred was a little taller. Winfred was like six, seven, six, eight, somewhere in that area. Mm -hmm. he, had, mm -hmm. he had a great skill set as well. So he right. was just... I think it was unexpected that um, pretty much went at Kobe that way, mm -hmm. because like I said, um, during those those two weeks with McDonald's All American Game and the Magic Game, the practices used to be something where they didn't want guys to get hurt, so right. it was like a walkthrough. Mm -hmm. But Kobe was going, you know, a hundred miles per hour, right. and he show everybody that you know he was the best player in in the class, mm -hmm. you know, and um, that, that that particular moment I do remember because um you know obviously I was playing the four in those games, mm -hmm. you know Winford was a guy that I should have been guarding but you know he came in at the three on the opposite side and you know he right. gave Cole a couple buckets and you know it was one of those things where Cole was like I gotta have it I gotta yeah. show the guy what I got you know? that's right that's it was, right it was that's a great uh, I think it lasted about two minutes two, two, <laughs> something like that. But then just going back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I hear a lot of people say that he was never satisfied. So if he won one championship, he wanted to win two. You know what I mean? If he won one yeah. story, he wanted to win another one. Like, it was yeah. never like, all right, now I've made it. He always wanted to yeah. do more and more and, and more. I, and I think that's what made him so great. And like I said, he was one of the, you know, one of the top five players that ever played the game and never took time off, never took days off. Right, right, right. So what does it mean now for him in retrospect um, after he's passed, for him to go into this uh, Hall of Fame, what does it what does it mean to you to see that? I mean, it's good. I'm mean, gonna think it should have happened a, a while ago, but I don't know how the Hall of Fame stuff works. But you know, right. I mean, he knew it was coming. Um, it's gonna be great to see. You know, I mean, I'll be tuned in, of course. And I mean, it's just something that's you were waiting to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And, and what does it mean for him to to be inducted into the Hall of Fame? What what is, what does it mean? I well deserve, man. Well deserve. And, and I wish um, a lot of kids 
what to do, would do the research on Kobe and what made him so good. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I, I'm so glad um, that he he's going in the Hall of Fame. I mean, we knew he was going, but uh, it, it's just an honor, man, to, to be like I said, meet him in high school and play against him in high school, and just to see what he where he took it took the game to. You know, he the, he he made the NBA better. You know, right. there's certain guys that come around so often. Uh, but he was one of those guys that took the NBA to another level, man. Right. Uh, when he was there, man, with that old school approach, man. He had no friends on the court. You right. know, watching the games <laughs> nowadays, you know, all these guys are friends now. <laughs> Kobe, hey, I, I, I was like, I thought, you know, we had a connection there, you know. Right, right, right. Coming up in 96 in high school, he didn't care. Right. You know, he'd go at everybody the same way. So, man, what an honor for Kobe, man, and his family and, um, you know, and I got to get kudos to his dad, man, because you very rarely hear people talk about his dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you talk about how great Kobe was, I wasn't there, but mm-hmm. Kobe's not that great without that that guidance of his father, who was a pro, um, you know, before him. So, uh, you know, hats, hats off to Jelly Bean, you know, because they, they did a, a heck of a job right. of, of raising him and instilling all of that you know, that we grew to uh, love and uh, watch Kobe play. Yep, yep. Yeah. So last question for you. Just talk about him being inducted into the Hall of Fame and how special that is and uh, just what that means really for the game of basketball. He went out and, you know, had the career that, you know, most of us wish we, you know, could have had. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously when you put in the work, you know, it's deserving of, of all-star caliber. So, I mean, it's um, – it's unfortunate that our brother is not here with us, but we all know in the basketball world what it means to us. You know, I'm just trying to say that, uh, you know, I had a chance to grow up with and know his family. Um, I have opportunity to be against him, you know, mm-hmm. for most of the years. Uh, I had a chance to beat him at 06 with the mm-hmm. uh, You know, and that was a little, you know, weird, but it was it was great. Right. The, the way he passed, man, passes, you know, when right. he passed five minutes away from me. Oh, know, wow. So that connection is strong, you know. I, for years, I used to live on the main Pennsylvania, and uh, I used to run into his moms and his sister and them in the grocery store and stuff like that and check on them and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know. You know, Kobe was a great one, man. He was definitely, definitely a great one. And we all miss our brother. Thank you for listening to The Rematch. You can find more episodes on basketballnews.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find my articles on basketballnews.com, along with exclusive content from Kenyon Martin, James Posey, and more. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at AtonThomas36. Let me know what you thought of this episode and who you'd like to see as a guest. I would love your feedback.